welcome to the ASSP Safety Standards and Tech Pubs podcast, your source for expert insights on industry consensus standards and ASSP technical publications. I'm your host, Scott Fowler. The COVID-19 pandemic has brought renewed attention to the importance of proper ventilation to protecting worker health. Here with me to discuss the important role of ventilation in occupational safety and health, and the steps that safety professionals can take to ensure that their ventilation systems are providing a a proper level of protection, we're happy to welcome back to the show, Terry Ketchum. Terry is Manager of Health, Safety, and Environment at Covestro LLC. He is also Vice Chair of the ANSI ASSP Z9 Committee for Industrial Ventilation. Terry, welcome back. Thank you so much for being here. Appreciate the opportunity to talk to you and and our uh, safety colleagues throughout the organization. Glad to have you. Now, uh, as I I mentioned at the top, uh, the COVID-19 pandemic has brought renewed attention to the impact of of ventilation on on worker health and how it can help, you know, prevent the spread of of something like COVID-19 at the workplace. But I think it has... uh, much farther ranging implications in terms of of worker health. So I wonder if we could start by talking about how ventilation impacts worker health. It's a great question, Scott. You know, as a safety professional, a key tenet of our mission is to provide a safe and healthy workplace for all our employees. Ventilation is an important engineering control in helping us protect our employees in the workplace. So as as an engineer, we, we follow the hierarchy of controls and a well-designed ventilation system results in, in better health to our employees, as well as reduced risk uh, for workplace accidents. Um, as you mentioned, with COVID these days, ventilation is a key consideration, but it has a broader perspective. Ventilation is mainly used to control indoor air quality by diluting and displacing indoor pollutants. It can also be used to control uh, temperature, humidity, uh, air motion to the benefit for uh, thermal comfort, which we call creature comfort, how warm, how cold people are, um, satisfaction with other aspects of indoor environment, and, and other various objectives. Essentially, the ventilation systems in the workplace, much like at home, but slanted a little differently because of the types of materials we use at work. Again, it has a broad perspective, but I look at its ventilation systems provide people or employees with continuous supply of fresh air from outside, can protect our people from heat stroke or various elements. Uh, Ventilation can reduce fires and explosion risks. And it can also reduce exposure to various airborne contaminants that may be in the workplace. As we've talked uh, more in this uh, podcast, ventilation is very broad. I think we're gonna be focusing a bit more into the general office space and we'll hit upon a few of the other topics as, as we move forward in the other areas. Absolutely. Now, uh, as you know, safety professionals, uh, you know, try to provide the ventilation systems that provide a good uh, air quality throughout a workplace, whatever that workplace might be. What are some signs that? your ventilation system may have some issues, uh, you, you may need to take some steps to upgrade or improve your system? Well, you know, general building ventilation, or as we say, lack thereof an effective ventilation system, can result in the buildup of various chemical and biological contaminants that can cause poor indoor air quality. Poor indoor air quality can lead to employees suffering from, hey, such as headaches, fatigue, hypersensitivity and allergies, 
in today's environment with the weather changes and the pollen, that's a big uh, issue. Sinus congestion, dizziness, shortness of breath, uh, coughing and nausea. And that's more in the, in the general office buildings. But on the industrial side, uh, just throwing out local ventilation is an important engineering control for help us maintain acceptable air quality in the industrial work environment itself. Again, we're focusing on more of the office at the moment. Uh, but those are the key points for the signs and symptoms of that our systems may not be working well in the offices. Okay, so now on that note, you know, taking you know some of those signs into account, uh, how can safety professionals assess their ventilation systems, taking a look at the system and identifying areas where they could make improvements? Uh, another, another really good question. It's not as simple as, hey, we go over the switch and we turn the, the air on or the heating on and poof, there's magical uh, things happen, right? When, as a safety professional, we need to assess our, our current systems. And so some of the things we would look at is talking to folks, addressing building occupant concerns and complaints. Hey, are, is it too dry? Is it too humid? Is it too muggy? Try to get an understanding of do we have issues unto itself, possibly even doing some indoor air quality sampling. Walking around, doing like an inspections, seeing if you've got uh, sources of air contamination, such as mold, uh, standing water, things of that nature. Uh, looking at your uh, system maintenance records. Hey, have we changed the, the filters? Have they been cleaned? Uh, have we kept up to date with our preventative maintenance on our, our machinery and our equipment? Maybe even going around just looking at measuring the relative humidity, the air temperature, uh, various other things in the air to help you gauge whether or not you've got stagnant, you've got moving air. Um, do you have volatile organic compounds? Possibly things have been off-gassed in the area. We're going to talk about a little bit. But, hey, did you, you know, new carpet. Um, is the building so tight that uh, it doesn't breathe? One of the terms they use in, in, in HVAC systems is your economizers. Are you bringing in enough air? Are you balancing it? And, and maybe last but not least is looking at sensors. Oftentimes, our HVAC systems uh, are controlled by uh, sensors, you know, that turn on, turn off, kick on. And sometimes those sensors are out of calibration. So there's a lot of things to look at um, and a systematic approach to evaluate whether your systems are working well. Okay, so now after you've done that assessment, what are some steps safety professionals can take to then improve the ventilation in their workplaces? Well, I think from my perspective, um, again, ventilation is, is a huge topic. Uh, it's, a, it's an art in my mind combined with a science. So oftentimes we need other folks to help us in this evaluation or making it uh, making some ass assessments or judgments based on what the data is showing us. But first, I would establish a plan to address the findings or gaps identified in the ventilation assessment, which would include corrective actions. And, and when we think we can get these done, we've got to try to prioritize these activities in a systematic approach. It's also uh, important to understand the root causes of the gaps to prevent future recurrence. So it's, it's taking a look at what you have, how to prioritize it, what do you need to work on first, and then measuring and looking at, at 
the fixes to see did it fix it. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not always as straightforward as one might think. So so yeah so maybe what what might some some examples of of some of those steps be as you say it's 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 very broad but I wonder if if we could kind of look at a, a maybe a particular problem and and a solution that uh, that a safety professional could implement that would help improve ventilation. Okay, um, for example, I would look at this and say say suddenly you've got an, uh, an issue. It could be COVID related, for example. Of we, there's been an issue or a possible. Um, exposure and you've got to do cleaning well we, we we clean the area but we need to ventilate it we need to we need to uh, increase the airflow through an area um, how do we make that happen if our systems aren't working very well obviously we're not going to get that airflow through but that would be one example of, of you know getting the air flowing based on an exposure maybe more uh, more practical at the moment is hey we've had an issue where we've had complaints um due to indoor air quality. Uh, maybe in your assessment you found out that, hey, uh, a management of change was done or wasn't done and you, the company just installed all new carpet in your buildings and found out that, hey, we really didn't ventilate the area for a period of time. So in my mind, that's one way of saying, okay, what can we do going forward? Do we put a process in place to help identify what we're going to do, and then um, put put actions in place to help mitigate it. So after you've done, um, um, let's just say, the opening the doors, turning on the HVAC, in some cases you're turning on the heat for a weekend to try to drive off any of the volatile organic compounds in the area, and then do some checks and, and balances back and forth. And maybe another example, if you would, is um, the equipment is not running effectively as it should. It's not running at high enough or not providing enough output. Then I would go back and start looking at your maintenance logs. Hey, is our equipment operating the way it should be? Do we need to put programs in place uh, to help um, maximize the efficiency of the capability of the systems? Okay. Now, uh, you touched on this a little bit earlier, but so after, you know, you've done your assessment, those improvements have been made. How can safety professionals continue to monitor their ventilation systems and air quality as they move forward to ensure that these steps that they've taken are effective in achieving what they want to achieve is that you know kind of periodic audits and and assessments what's what's the best way to go about monitoring the measures and controls you put in place as you move forward well as i mentioned before the safety professional is a is a key cog in this process you also need to bring in other folks whether it's your maintenance folks and your engineering folks they can sit down and, and develop essentially a program or a plan that periodically proactively looks at various components to make sure your systems are working well again i don't think there's a magical bullet per se to fix everything but there are bullets in a way that if they go bad, your system systems are going to fail rather quickly. So some of the things in your program that you need to be working through is conducting equipment clean, whether that be cooling towers, in some cases duct work, um, cleaning, cleaning your systems periodically, depending on what climate you live in, what other de- debris or what's the air quality in, in the communities or the work areas that you're at. Uh, performing routine inspections and preventative maintenance is recommended by the manufacturer. 
a key component oftentimes overlooked. We don't want to shut buildings down. Uh, reviewing a building occupancy and, and including its uh, remodeling activities, I call that change management. Is the building still being used for what it was designed for? Um, if you the building was designed for 50 people, now you have 100, maybe that's a problem. A key component that's often overlooked or maybe dismissed is documenting the nature of complaints concerning indoor or quality. Um, as well as, so you're going to document the, the complaints or the issues brought up, but also the, tech, the steps taken to remedy or, or fix the complaint. That may help us in the future trying to resolve. Do we have a similar problem? How well did our corrective action work the last time? Um, eliminate practices that re restrict air movement. We don't often think of that, um, or our occupants. Hey, we're going to move this, we're going to move that, and then we end up blocking cold air returns or air diffusers. Um, sometimes we need to increase the ventilation rates, such as in uh, a COVID-19 uh, clean, a deep cleaning. We need to get air flowing through. Um, or what other activities are going on in the site? This is back to that coordination. Are we doing painting? Are we doing renovation? Are we spraying pesticides? Hey, it's that time of the year for the bugs. Um, and things of that that are all going to possibly impact um, the quality of our air. Another important component here is, hey, our standards do change. Whether it's recommendations to the various standards of ASSP, or industry standards on ventilation? Are we bringing them up to code? And last but not least is, it's not one and done. We do our assessments, we go through it, we gotta go back and re reassess uh, following, is it the, the, I call it the plan, do, check, adjust, or act. It's a continuous improvement cycle. And again, any one of these components I mentioned above can go out of, out of, uh, out of whack, if you will, and change the dynamics. But if you've got an effective program in place, I think you um, will be better suited and more quickly be able to respond to complaints. Absolutely. Uh, anything else you'd like to add as we wrap up? Yeah, I would like to just comment briefly. We focused today's conversation on more of building occupancy and indoor air quality. Again, there's a lot of components to that. I think it's important whether it's ventilation for the offices, whether it's for the labs, whether it's for um, other industrial settings, there's an awful lot of information out there. I would just encourage folks to reach out to your, you know, um, you as a safety expert, but also can rely on other resources that ASSP has. Um, I'm not here to try to sell standards, but provide resources that ASSP has to help us navigate these waters and help us guide show us what we need or what we don't know to put us in a better position to be successful. There's a lot of standards out there, and I think the, that will complement your ability to be able to respond and react to what is needed in the workplace. So again, I just ask, think of it, work together as a team with your site management, with your facilities folks, with your engineers, um, industrial hygienists, and all your safety folks us being one of them, if you will, to look at how best we can move forward to working together to solve the problem, to provide that safe and healthy workplace for all. Absolutely. That's a, that's a great note to end on. Uh, thank you so much again uh, for coming on, Terry. I hope our listeners will uh, take our conversation today and think about how they can 
improve the ventilation at their facilities, you know, take a look at some of those, uh, some of those standards and, you know, connect with the different folks throughout their workplace to think about how, uh, how they can improve ventilation uh, for their workforce. So thank you again. Appreciate the opportunity here, Scott. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the ASSP Safety Standards and Tech Pubs podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can also connect with us at ASSP.org and follow us on Twitter at ASSP Safety. We'll see you next time.